This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Today on Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I am joined by the lovely Joe Swan from Chocolate PR. And we are right in the middle of my campaign, my media campaign, to get myself in the press to promote my book, Get Visible, How to Have More Impact, Influence and Income. And I thought it would be interesting for you to hear not only Joe's epic experience with 15 years of experience within this PR world, and she'll tell you a bit more about her story and her background in a moment, but to get that fly on the wall element of how we are building my campaign, what we're doing and what we're thinking about from a strategic point of view. So this is all about how to get yourself in the press. Hello, Joe, and thank you so much for coming on to Entrepreneurs Get Visible today. So just take um, take the listeners through a little bit about you and what you do. Obviously, I've given you an amazing intro, but these, I think it, it, hearing it from the horse's mouth is always more interesting, I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fab. So yeah, hey, everyone. So I'm Joe from Chocolate PR. I set up my business about 15 years ago now, which sounds absolutely bonkers for me to say that out loud. And I help, um, I help female entrepreneurs raise their profile by getting in the press. Now, this is something that I've recently really honed in on, and it wasn't my original journey. So if I take you back a little bit in terms of kind of how I got into this and what I was actually doing for the past 10 years, then it'll just sort of set the scene a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's go for that. Yeah, perfect. So originally, I always actually wanted to be a journalist. So growing up, that's what really inspired me and drove me. I was always quite good at writing. Um, literally, when I was like 14, I was doing work experience in the newspapers, and they were actually letting me write stuff that was published. I literally saw my that's work amazing. when I was that young, which like gave me a real bug for it. And it also made me realize that you know that was something that I could do quite well. So that's what I thought I wanted to do. And then when you kind of grow up and you kind of think a little bit more about it as a career and the fact that you maybe you need to make a bit of money out of this and that perhaps you need to think a bit more, a bit bigger, I kind of realized that, you know, journalism was quite limiting in terms of you'd have to go to London, you know, I'm from up north. There's very limited options up here to actually be successful in journalism. So I was kind of thinking about how can I make this work and how can I sort of expand it a little bit as well. So in the end, I kind of went down a PR route because it just gives you much more freedom. So you still get to storytell, but you also get a bit more of the creative side and a bit more of the business side sort of thrown in. So yeah, I sort of directed slightly away from journalism and went more for kind of wider marketing roles initially. So I've worked in radio actually um, before I started my own business. I've worked in online magazines. I've actually been a magazine editor. So I've had a little play at the journalism side as well. But then I went into marketing agencies. So that was kind of what I did before I set up my business. And in the end, I ended up running a PR team quite young, like in my 20s. And it was all like big corporate accounts. It was exciting. Like the actual job was exciting, but the agency was some kind of something that I didn't really connect with. I think the, you know, it was about the team that was running it and the values and the morals. And it just didn't feel right the way that they were actually doing it. 
because it was run by an accountant. <laughs> so it was run by someone that had no idea about PR. They just wanted to get the most money out of people and it didn't really matter about the result. So I thought I'd hit success. I thought I'd got to the point of where I really wanted to be. And actually, I was completely miserable because I was working with massive corporates, sitting in boardrooms with people that had no idea really about PR or the impact that um, it could make or that it should be making. And I just thought, you know, what, this is there's something not right here. So I redirected my business a couple of years ago. But I'm going to use my skills in a different way. And I started going to some women's networking events. And from those networking events is basically where this second phase of my business has come from. Because I started chatting to women over a glass of wine about why they'd set up their business, about why they were doing what they were doing. And literally... I was just bursting with excitement. Like I just, they didn't even know what to do with me because I was just like, oh my God, this is what you've done. You've got an amazing story. You're sat on some, you know, some brilliant PR content. And they just looked at me as if I was absolutely mad because no one had any idea of how to get themselves out there and how to use their story to actually elevate their business. But that is what I've really concentrated on in the past couple of years. And that's what I'm loving doing. And so Jo jo has an amazing company now. And she helps many of my pool of friends and colleagues and peers uh, to, to help us all get into the press. And we're going to talk about a bit more about how Joe and I have worked together and what that's done for me. But first, for those people who maybe aren't familiar with exactly what PR is, let's just go back to absolute basics and explain yeah. what it means. So obviously, the initials are public relations. Yes. But what, what is it beyond that? Yeah. So public relations, if you think about the description of that, it basically stands for communicating with your audience. But for me, it is about the relations is a really important part. It's building actually a relationship with that audience that you're trying to engage with. So PR is getting yourself exposure in the media, getting yourself in the press for free. So without actually paying the publication to feature, you are creating content that is interesting enough to get yourself free coverage. So it is storytelling. That's how we try and get people to think about it. It's storytelling, not selling. And if you can understand that and you can understand that you can leverage your story to get you free exposure in the media, that's kind of how we try and position it. Yeah. So for me, in terms of us working together, we've worked together for about a year coming up for a year, I think. And we've worked in, in two different ways. One, we've worked on reactive campaigns and we now have a proactive campaign going out about my book. So let's have a little look at what those two sections might look like for somebody. So mm-hmm. let's talk first through the reactive PR that we've been working on together. Yeah, so this is really, this is quite a fast track way to get yourself in the media. And what it's doing is really taking opportunities that are already there. So journalists, This is a myth, actually, that people think that those people that are featured in the press are somehow hugely, hugely privileged or special, or they have been plucked from obscurity by the media to be interviewed. Now, yes, these people are special because they've got a good head on their shoulders and they're using PR as a tool within their business, but they are not just sat at home on their sofa waiting for the phone to ring and waiting for that journalist to decide that they want to interview them. So the reactive PR, how that works, it connects you up with live media opportunities. So it connects you up with basically articles that journalists are writing where they're looking for a comment or a quote or a case study to feature as part of that story that they're already creating. So how we work that is we obviously make our clients PR ready. We make our clients really media ready. And then we connect 
come up with those relevant opportunities. And that's worked really well for you, hasn't it, in terms of being able Yeah, it's worked really well for me. So my first forages into PR was for myself. I found various things on Twitter and on various websites and things. But I don't have time as a business owner to be doing that. And I didn't really know what I was doing. It was kind of like a shot in the dark. And I did have some really good hits. But it's been much more strategic since I've worked with you guys. And we've worked on all sorts of things. I've been in iNews, which is a national newspaper. I've been in so many different magazines, actually in print as well as online. We've talked about all sorts of issues, which are not necessarily core to my business, but also are supporting what my business is all about. So we have deliberately, through working with you guys to hone my story, hone my media bio, we've worked out that I can talk about bullying, I can talk about anxiety, I can talk about depression, I can talk about mental health, I can talk about, gosh, all sorts of things. And and then there's the businessy side of the things that I talk about as well. So this has led to campaign, you know, we've had articles that have gone in or, or we've pitched for where it's me out walking my dog, the fact that I have a dog to keep me sane so that I get out of the house as an entrepreneur. We've talked about my journey from being in a wheelchair and my recovery, how depressed I felt, how I manage that depression. There's so many things that we've actually just kind of gone, oh, we can pick that. Anna can talk about that. And it's the most obscure details of my life that we've kind of curated together to get me in the press. And as a result of that, I've been able to make contact with journalists who I I couldn't have accessed on my own. Yeah. And also the thing about that is, yes, not if it is all related to your business, but it's all related to your values and your core values and what you want to illustrate about you as a person, isn't it? So from the beginning, we really appreciated that connecting you as an individual to your audience was really key. And I think that's why actually reaching across those really varied topics really elevates you as someone that is very honest, very open vulnerable, happy to share and to inspire and to help people learn from your experiences. And that's one of the things that people get from you overall as a person. And I think that's why a lot of people love working with you. I'm blushing now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I have made that decision that I'm ready to be visible. Funnily enough, that's what my book is about. Get visible. If you haven't got a copy yet, go and get it. But, you know, I share quite a lot in that about that decision to share who I am and elements of my life. Now, I deliberately don't share things about my husband, about my children, about my parents because all my siblings, because that's not fair. But there are elements of my life that I'm prepared to talk about that might touch on those things, but it doesn't impact their lives in some way. And I think that's an interesting thing, an interesting decision to make, because it's not about getting out there and getting any press just for the sake of it. And I think what I like about working with you guys and a PR team who know what they're doing is you already have an understanding about what's going to work for the papers to get me in there, but also what's going to work for me and actually have given me some, that, that won't work. Let's pull that back. Let's not put that out there. And I wouldn't have known that on my own. Yeah. Well, why would you? You know, you don't have that focus, whereas that's our focus Mm. every day. So, yeah. And then, so, so yeah, we've worked on all sorts of things together. And I think we started working together in January. We're now December. So it's almost a full year. And it actually took us a little while to gain momentum. I would say that certainly on the reactive PR, we had the media bio together for quite a while. But I think it took three or four months before we actually got any hits. And then we got some national hits. We got about three or four in one week, (laughs) which was kind of mental because this is just at your end, reacting to things that you've come across, call outs that you've come across either online or through your massive network of of journalists. And then you put a call out to me to say, do you want 
we're going to pitch you for this or can you put some words for this? Is this something that interests you? So I still have some control and say over it, Mm -hmm. which has been really empowering. But quite often, they're very quick turnarounds. And even if we've given a really great statement about something, we think this one's the one for us. We don't always land it. <laughs> now, for me, actually, it's a little bit akin to my acting career because you'd think you were going to get it. You'd think you had a great part and great chance. You're in with that shot and then you don't and it doesn't happen and you don't know why. Yeah. And then quite, it's interesting when you see... It's a roller coaster. Yeah, but it's interesting when you see then the article that you knew you were pitched for and who they yeah. went for and why. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot to learn from that. So yeah. I know that this summer I was actually in Disneyland. I was in the queues, a very, very long queue. <laughs> and I got, I got this... Um, message from the PR team saying Anna we've got this one they want this story about a dog and mental health can you get this to us now I happen to have a great picture of Oscar my lovely Labrador and I've got that story kind of several different versions of that story and how he impacts my life in a positive way so it was all ready to go so I was literally giving quotes as we went Mm -hmm. and that was to go in the national press I think the next morning they didn't actually go for it in the end, but we did have quite a lot of interaction with the journalist and with the PR team. And there am I standing in the queue at Disneyland. And that is amazing. That's the power of knowing what you're ready to bring to the table and having it all there with you. Yeah, You are PR ready. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. So now, now, Joe, let's talk a little bit about how what a proactive campaign might look like. Why would somebody do that? And what's the difference? Okay, so obviously with reactive, you are not completely in control. So the the purpose of that is you are reacting to existing inquiries. You're reacting to what the media are looking for at that moment. And we're trying to make it fit. So that's a really great way to kind of dip your toe in and to sometimes get some quite fast track national coverage. But if you are on more of a specific mission and you have got a certain type of message to get out there with some real targeted media, then proactive is the way that you can make some traction there because a proactive campaign is more of a traditional PR campaign where we go to the press with content. Hmm. And then we basically work as your media relations press office team to facilitate some coverage within those titles. Hmm. So we create a press release or case studies and blog content or tips and we take that to our targeted journalists. So sometimes it isn't as fast because we're trying to get them to do something that we want rather than fitting in with something that they are already planning. So that can be, it can take a little bit longer, but it is much more targeted and you are more in control of the content, making it fit your overall campaign. So So to put that in context, right now we are in the middle of, or right at the start of a campaign around my book, which obviously mentioned, which you can go and get, but we haven't kind of rushed the book getting out there. We thought about how this is going to fit in with the media, what story we want to tell, not just about the book launch itself, but me as a person, what is it I want to represent? Where am I going in my business? How am I wanting to elevate myself even more? And what are the next things coming in my business? So we're already talking about potentially the next campaign. What's the next thing that I think I'm bringing to the table? 
so we already have that in mind with the PR team so that that there's an angle of what's coming next for me already built into the story without giving the game away so at the moment as a result of that we've now put together well you guys have put together various different press releases I think there were two or three different versions depending on the type of media they were going for and then there have been I think there's somewhere between 30 and 50 different types of media that you are approaching so they will be different national press different magazines different online magazines different podcasts different radio stations tv stations and the press releases go out so let's talk a little bit about what the different press releases are for what makes them different from each other okay so that's really just about knowing your media and knowing what they want to hear so for example we put you out to some local media and they are really focused on you as someone that lives in their area and someone that's having an impact in that region So they are interested in the local awards that you've won. They are interested in how you're connected to that particular area. They're interested in you as a mum that is really, really nailing it and really going after what you want. So their their angles are just slightly different and they're really going to support you as someone that is really flying. So it's a local success story. Whereas when we're pitching you to the nationals and... We've gone two different routes. We've gone business and we've gone lifestyle. Now, the business people are more interested in the tips. So Anna's tips on how to get visible. Anna's experience on the impact of being visible, what that can mean for your business. So for the business titles, that's the content that we've flagged and showcased. That's the first content that they see. For the magazines and the more lifestyle stuff, it's more about your story And it's more about that transformation that you have had yourself and that you take control of. So they want to know initially more about the NLP stuff and how you got yourself out of your situation and why that's led to doing what you're doing. The business titles are not so fussed about that element. It'll come into it, but that's not what they're going to focus on. So for us, our job is to just make sure that we're delivering the right content quickly to the right media. Because if we get it wrong... It's just going to get stuck in the bin because they don't have time to work it out. So we have to really present the right angles to them in the right order to really get them drawn in. And what's been interesting, we've had the the first couple of hits go out, even though the campaign only started at the end of last week. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes they are literally lifting the content for the article straight from the campaign. So these are words that the PR team have put together for me that I've approved that has then gone out. And we've worked out together what the story is, what we're saying. And the article is pretty much that because they are hard pushed for time. Now, sometimes they don't do that. Sometimes they want to then have a further conversation or an interview. And then actually, when I've had interviews with people, you can't always rely on the words you say that actually come out of your mouth as being the ones they put in print. So there is a there is a little bit of a free-for-all in, in what, what's put out there about what you've said. Yeah, that's true. Because they then, you know, they then take that license and creative license and make it fit to how they want. But the bonus of having a really strong written PR story is that they can do just that. And that is the ultimate win when they copy and paste your press release because it's written as a ready-made story because your words are there exactly as you want them to be communicated. So yeah, for print media, that's fantastic. But you know, we still don't argue. If they've done an interview and they've got the core of the message out there and they're getting the general gist of what we're saying, then it's still a good win, isn't it? I think it's a brilliant win. And so one, some of the things that I've seen is 
some articles, even if we've been talking about depression, but it's had some little mention of my business, they will then do a link on yeah. their article online, even if it's been in print, that the article online will link to my website. So that's a really strong search engine optimization domain authority building tool. And that's powerful. Those backlinks are really important. Yeah. And the interesting thing I've seen as well is when other friends of mine have been in the media. So they might be talking about a story to do with mental health or recovery or something that you might think, well, that's not what their business is about. But they've had these powerful positionings and being able to say, I've been in this, I've featured in that. It's really powerful because so many people in your industry won't be using this as a tool. Yes. And how do we know about people? We know about people because they shout about themselves. Yeah. And it gives you something to shout about. Yes. It It gives you so much to talk about. Yeah. It really make you stand out and yeah, really be that expert, that recognized expert. And that's so powerful. And what's interesting as well is that when you get a couple of hits, then the press want to know that you've been in something. They want to know what articles you've been featured in. They want to know where you've been. They want to know that you've given good quotes because that makes you more appealing to them because they like to think they're using an expert. But you can start off with nothing. They say, now I've been in just countless, countless, countless media. And even just last night, I was called in late last night to go. This was part of our proactive campaign. I was called to go into BBC Three Counties. Now, on the back of that, I did an interview within a couple of hours of them reaching out to me because we know our story. We know what I'm going in there to do. On the back of that, I've been invited to be on various panel shows in different shows around their station. And that's powerful. So I'm now going to be reaching hundreds of thousands of people that if we'd not put together this this campaign, that wouldn't be open. And that is now free media to me. And that'll just keep coming because once they have someone that they know they can trust, um, then they will rely on you again and again. And that's what I said to the producer. I just said, Anna is seriously media ready. You don't need to worry about her. You can just throw her in. It's like, when we went in and they said, um, have you ever used a microphone before? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I really have. <laughs> We're all good with the microphone. Fine, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is really, really useful. So tell us about other, maybe, well, actually I'll talk about a couple of friends that I have who've been featured in the press recently. Yeah. So they can be tagged into this interview as well. So my friend, friend Caroline Strawson last year she got involved with a local strictly come dancing type charity affair and in the end you guys got her an amazing campaign I can't remember but it was like do you remember which magazine it is but it was like a tv magazine oh there was loads that there was loads but they, so the article so Caroline had done this because it was an interesting thing to do and it was fun <laughs> and she kind of knew it might get some media interest but she was doing it because her daughter was involved too And on the back of it, they ended up sharing her story and her story, her book had just been published as well, which is about how divorce became my superpower. That's the title of her book, I believe. If I'm wrong, Caroline, then do forgive me. (laughs) Then showcased that kind of before and after type scenario that you see in a lot of the TV style magazines of her before her divorce or mid-divorce when she was very depressed and, and really struggling with some mental health problems and they're now in this kind of glamorous outfit and showing the vulnerabilities and the journey of that because they like the journey so that's that's been one that I've seen friends do and again that's not her business but it's really strong positioning and then another friend Catherine Morgan so Catherine is a very successful money influencer she teaches women around how to look after their money and their finances and Catherine has done numerous campaigns and she actually did ended up doing a campaign about eating disorders 
which was something she struggled with as a child. And then talking about how that then affects spending for women. So by sharing that personal story that you might think, how is that related to money? She's then found this clever way of bringing it all together. And that's really powerful. It's that emotional connection. And again, it's looking at topics that are a bit scary. So like divorce and like money and putting a friendly face behind that person that is there to help you. And, you know, that's what we've done with those two by really letting people get to know them and feel like they understand their own journeys and can be inspired by them. Then they don't feel as nervous about going to speak to them about divorce or money worries. Or, and I, I just think that's overall as a marketing strategy, that just makes so much sense. But also, if you're in the national press for something, people look you up. If they like your story, they're bought into what you're saying. They look you up. So you can see, you, you use Google Analytics, you can see the day or two after a big press campaign's gone out in the national press, you have got more people in there. Caroline basically launched her business on PR. So she was in the media before she even had a business um, with the divorce business. And, you know, that she says that that has massively impacted her growth several times over what she was expecting by the phase that she's at, which, you know, it's criminal. So yeah, it does have a huge impact. Yeah. So Joe, for people who are just starting with getting out there, maybe just realizing actually they do need to get more visible, what would be your three top tips for making sure that that happens? Okay. Well, the first thing absolutely fundamentally has got to be getting your story straight. And what I mean by this is really thinking about, ask yourself the question, why you are doing what you're doing and how you have ended up here, because that's what the journalists want to know. They don't just want to know about your business. And this is the thing about PR. To be able to get yourself free coverage, you need to have a story. You need to stay away from it being too commercial. So this isn't about promoting the services of your business directly. It's about telling your story about, about something bigger than you. It's about really illustrating your passion and your purpose and your mission. So if you don't have one of those, get one. <laughs> I'm sure you all do. So you I think everybody does, even if they're not consciously aware of it. Actually, that's yeah. kind of what some of my work is about, working out what is that impact you want to have. Because it is always more than the money. It always is. Yeah, so you're doing it for a reason. What is that reason? What is the core of you and why you're doing this? Is it because you've overcome some adversity yourself and you are now wanting to help others that have been in that situation? Is it because actual circumstances meant that you had to quit corporate world And therefore, you've had to create this new path for yourself. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And really think about how that connects to your business and just try and write that down as a kind of a timeline, if you like, of events. So think about what has led you to doing it and what the big mission is and where you're going with it. So you've got to get your story straight first. The second thing is you then need to really, really be conscious of what media is right for you because not all media is going to be necessarily right for you. So the next thing is to really kind of engage yourself with the media that you want to be in. And that's just about doing a bit of research and just really, really connecting with that media. And you've got to be able to imagine yourself in that press. So if it's a magazine, if it's a magazine that you read every month and you think, oh my God, I would love to be in this magazine, literally buy the magazine, read it every month for a few months, post-it note the pages where you think, do you know what? I could actually add some value here, whether it's some tips, you see that they do a regular tips column, whether they do a regular interview, you know, have a look and see what sort of types of content they produce and literally imagine where you fit into it. So I'd really niche it down rather than a sort of blanket approach. 
And then I think the other thing is just to think about what opportunities are out there. You know, a lot of stuff that we're going to do with you, Anna, there's going to be opportunities in the new year just because it's the new year and because people make resolutions and because they change things up and because they want to have a different approach. So think about the timely opportunities that you get throughout the year and just how you could perhaps connect with those or look at what's going on in the news and how you could attach yourself to it. So be really aware of how you fit in that bigger picture as well. Amazing tips. Amazing tips. Well, thank you so much, Joe. Just before we wrap up, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or find out more about your work, what's the best place to find you? So we do have a website, chocolatepr.co.uk, but I would love to actually have you in our Facebook group, which is PR You Can Do It. So this is a free group where we offer tips and advice and it's kind of my place where I sort of live out my mission of trying to help women understand how to use PR. And, and, get and you do actually share some PR opportunities? We do put some, some yeah. live media opportunities in there from the reactive side to give people a little taste of that. So yeah, it's a good place to hang out. So Joe, my listeners aren't all women. So do you help men? And if you don't, then is there anywhere you would recommend? <laughs> we do work directly with men on campaigns. That group yeah. is more for women. And but then, if, if a man is out there and he wants some help with, from you, they can come and work with you on a campaign. He can. He's best going through the website. And we have got a number of campaigns going on where we, do, we work with men at the moment. But the reason that I love working with women is because we work a lot around the imposter syndrome, challenges, and a lot of our clients have this in common. So this sort of fear of being seen, which I know you work with a lot of your clients, that's become a real theme for us. So that's where we sort of bring women together and and kind of all come together and try and rise a bit stronger together with that. So that's why the community is really more female focused. But yes, we do also work. Imposter syndrome is a big issue for people wanting to get out there and and people worrying, I'm going to be judged, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. And it does hold people back. But actually, once you get over that, there are so many opportunities sitting there waiting that aren't hard to get. Yeah. And that's how you grow your business. Yeah. Just got to go for it. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining. Anything you want to know about Joe or about Caroline or Catherine that we've mentioned in this show, everything's going to be in the show notes. So head over there on annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible and check in on Thursday for the next installment of Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Oh, and if you like this show, I'm going to ask a favor. I'm going to ask that you share it with at least five people and tell them that you love this podcast. That's it from me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.